Welcome to What Won't She Say? A place where women gather to talk about the taboo, mundane, and everything in between. We're your hosts, Sonia Mastic and Jen Kinney. Alrighty, so we are back with another episode of What Won't She Say? And today we are talking to one of our favorites. Oh, yes. The lovely Sarah Zimmerman. Hi, thank you for having me back. Yeah, you're in our new studio. So yeah, we had you in our old studio. Now we're in our new one. Yeah. A little more relaxed. Have podcasts, we'll travel. There was a lot of conversation going on off air that uh, needed to be on air. So I had to quickly <laughs> hit record. Yeah. So tell us about this show, Sarah. Right. So I'm obsessed with Andrea Savage is her name. She's a comedy writer who's been around forever. She wrote a show for True TV. There's two seasons of it. You can now find it on Netflix. It's called I'm Sorry. And I think my cousin advised me of it. She was like, God, this just really reminds me of you. So now she's got a podcast as well um, that's called Grown Up Woman, I believe. Um, Anyway, so we're watching. So my husband and I are watching it, and it's uncomfortably like me. Like, he keeps, like, <laughs> like kind of sweating and, like, ha, 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 you know? Like, she's always going for the joke. She's kind of obnoxious but thinks she's delightful. Uh-huh. Hey, delightful. You are delightful. <laughs> me, me, I am also delightful. De- yeah. Damn it. Me, meanwhile, Rob's on the couch. How are there two of them? Oh, yeah, no, he's like... <sighs> Because she kind of, again, she like pushes, 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 and then it's, it's embarrassing to him, and she's sort of like doesn't follow the rules of the other parents at her kid's school. It just, you know, like doesn't doesn't get Ooh, it. I like this. Yeah, it's really funny. But any, yeah. the, what what brought it up is that you told me to make out with a mic, and there's a whole episode about once you're married, do you still make out sometimes, or do you does it always have to, you know, all right, go to completion? Okay, so then that's the question, Jen. <laughs> instigate really? and deflect instigate and deflect hmm i don't know i'll have to ask my husband and get back to you <laughs> wow. you want to know if he makes out sometimes <laughs> no you know how people are always like well you know i don't really want to answer that question yes. right now yeah, so i'm hedge. gonna go with the i'm gonna ask my husband and get back to do you do some research you know yeah. and they're like hey do you want to buy Mm-hmm. a trip right. to the Why caribbean you email me? Mm-hmm. but you have to do it now right. or refinance your home you know yeah. oh well gotta ask my husband okay that's How my answer you so you so you instigate and deflect mm-hmm. that's your answer wow sarah <sighs> no nope 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 i don't think so i think it's been so- a really long time since we've just made out because because like if you're gonna go to any effort I was going to say, is it efficiency? Is, is that yeah, is, oh yeah, it's what it is? Yeah, oh yeah, it's 100% just getting the job done. Okay, because you have two kids, you've got, you've got a life, you've and got it And it's all work, happening and... at like 11, 15 yeah. p.m. So, uh-huh. you know, we have to wake up at 5. So, like, it, again, you're going to do it. Just like, I know where Sonia's going to answer now. She set it up. You guys make out. You just make out for the we, hell of it. Do you PDA for fun? Uh-huh. Like, do you enjoy, do you no. just like smooch in public too? No, not really, but we don't have kids or anything. So, it isn't like there's right. any pressure of time or constraints yeah. or... So, yeah, it doesn't... I yeah. So your whole life is foreplay. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean... It, we're, it, we're jealously it, looking uh, at you. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that, but again, you do have the luxury of when people don't have kids that right. there's no, no one's interrupting, nobody, you know. So there is an urgency. There's another question. Mm. Have you ever been interrupted? Have you ever interrupted anyone? You would rather have not... Never and never. Are you referring to like parents? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I, I saw you setting that one up. You were volleying <laughs> it up, and I was coming in for the spike. Because some people have, like, really traumatic, yeah. equal to their, when they found out Santa, sorry, yeah. everybody, Santa wasn't real. You know, like, they have that kind of moment in time where yeah. they're like, oh, God, this is where babies come from, and I don't want ever any of that. Yeah. No, I, 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 no, I mean, no, no parent thing. I mean, definitely, like, um, roommates or things like that. Yeah, yeah sure. For, but but not, that's part of the deal, I mean. Right. And I didn't like walk in. I wasn't like, where's your shampoo? Oh God, my eyes. You know, just like you were like, okay, come back later. Got it. And, you know? Yeah. But yeah. You? I probably shouldn't share this, but. <laughs> but you're here. Well, we had really close roommates that we're still close friends with. And this is like, so there's a solid chance they might, they might hear this, that they had a, a really large wooden uh, back to the, what do you call it? Stop. Backboard? Oh, Backboard. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. With like shelves and stuff. I mean, it was a really heavy piece. Oh, wow. And so when things were happening in rhythm, <laughs> all the books, <laughs> like everything, like the house shook, basically. So yeah, like, we called what? it the treatment. You're <laughs> 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 giving each other the treatment. And we would just sit on the couch like with popcorn. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> all right. We're rounding the bed. We're, yeah, you, you guys are like in the like time frame. You're like, all right, it'll be done before Fallon. And then we can just move on with the. <laughs> but this is, yeah, we were in our early 20s. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, that is it's so different funny. than me. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. So segueing from that into, we want to talk a little bit about the ice cream plan mm-hmm. and uh, and your <laughs> new segue. so smooth yeah, yeah so sm- smooth like ice like vegan ice cream. Ooh, um, ooh. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Tell us a little bit about uh, what's on the horizon. I know you guys have a lot of new things going on, and so yeah, Ice Cream Plant is our vegan, allergy friendly ice cream company that we own. We make it out of downtown uh, Eastern Market in Detroit, and we've been doing it for three years in a shared community kitchen, and now we're moving to our own space. Um, we're in 35 or so stores and restaurants across Michigan. Slackers. Including now, like, northern Michigan and the UP, and guess I who delivers? Yeah, really? <laughs> Like, we're moving, moving, moving everywhere yeah. yet. Wow. So, it's been, it's exciting, it's fun, it's a lot of driving in traffic for me, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I listen to podcasts and like books on, you know, Audible, mm-hmm. and so, yeah. Do you get any time to actually stay where you're traveling to for delivery? I haven't yet, but it's a thought, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially if you're traveling that far. Now, you had recently been doing a campaign to raise funding to get into this space. Right. Is that still going on? No, that's done. Okay. And we got we got some people were very generous. So it was very kind. So between that, grants, loans, we're going to be able to buy the equipment that we need to hopefully expand Midwest that's amazing. to national. Yeah. We're excited. This cool. is something we never anticipated doing, but it's been kind of exciting. What landed you into the Eastern Market? Uh, there was a Michigan State affiliate that like helped small food businesses get going, and mm. they kind of had a correlation. So that my husband made that contact, and, and then yeah, when we need a professional kitchen, a lot of early like startup food businesses will go to kitchens that are already established in churches or you know different places like that. Mm. This one just met our needs, and it's been great, you know. But we're ready to move on. Not to mention your near subpoenas. I just want to oh point God, that so out. Good. Well, so let me ask you a question. Will you guys stay in Detroit long term? Is this a vision? It is. Yeah. Okay. So we're in the short term for at least the next probably five years. We're going to be still in Eastern Market. Mm-hmm. We love the area. So we might, you know, could, when we build our own space eventually, you know, our permanent space, we might uh, stay there. But yeah. we, we intend to stay in Detroit at some point, you know, some neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And what's your vision in that? Why do you think that's important to do? We want to be help, you know, part of 
building Detroit, growing mm-hmm. the community, hiring people from within the community. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mentioned awesome. once before that they're by subpoenas. I just want to bring up pizza. And again. mostly it's the subpoenas thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, but that, does subpoenas do vegan? Everybody does vegan. They just don't know it. They yeah. just don't put the cheese yeah. in. Now a lot of places now have vegan cheese. Yeah, you know, like the vegan options are going nuts, but. But you can always honestly though, like you know, Phil does his pizzas oh, that yeah. are pretty close to subpoenas. So I'm just saying. Um, Normally, even to your face, I would I would poo poo that down. <laughs> but he does. That is does. that man can make a pizza. Holy crap! But one day we were having this entire family over, and they literally informed us they were all plant based about three hours before coming. And ah. so Phil oh, and by the prepare way. a menu. <laughs> like days in advance and so we've got everything and we're like oh well we're gonna just try doing this without cheese and, and it was ham. Just I mean, you probably had other good. stuff yeah but honestly it was it was a lot of you know veg combinations so without the cheese you still found it, it was to be still satisfying? amazing absolutely the thing about cheese is the salty fat right yeah right so you have to like really umami it up somehow yes. you know what yes. i mean like you have to replace that with like a lot of seasoning and stuff Otherwise, you miss it. He's got a really good sauce, and then you get olives in there, uh, caramelized garlic, caramelized onions. Oh, yeah. A lot of complexity. Have you had his pizza? I have not. It it, it does not play. You haven't had his pizza? I have not. Oh, my God. We need to have the Zimmerman's over. Because they did all vegetarian for us, and it was, it was, it was, I was so sick from eating pizza because (laughs) you had to try everything, and he made like 80,000 pizzas. Does he always make a bunch? Do you have a pizza oven? Oh, you do. You oh, do. yeah. Outside, I should be right? shaking my head on microphone. Yeah, yeah. Outside, <laughs> the whole deal. <laughs> All right, but we're off track here. Pizza, yeah, a little bit, but not really. But no, vegan ice cream. in Eastern Market, Detroit, though, is, is where it's at. It's wonderful. It's been around for a long time. Yeah, enjoy enjoy the and the point point of bringing that up is the atmosphere. I enjoy the atmosphere down there of uh, all of the different uh, independent stores, and you can kind of get you can eat and get produce. But it, there's there's antique shops, there's shops like yeah. yours, there's clothing, there's there's it's I want to point out to people that it is that haven't been there in a while. Go down; it's amazing. It's a great place to be. It is unfortunately changing a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been some gentrification. Yeah, <coughs> right. Um, so yeah, that's what we really don't want to be part of that as much as we can. Right. So we're trying to do this very conscientiously and carefully. Mm-hmm. And we're open to advice on how to do that. You know, we want to bring money to the area. We want to bring jobs to the area, but we we don't want to change it from the you know amazing rich place it's always been and we do, certainly don't want to put anybody out of the businesses they've, they've yeah. had for 40 years you know and there was that entire story that unfolded unfortunately unfolded on social media with russell street mm-hmm. uh, right, right. and the, the restaurant there and the you know what what they felt was gentrification of of the area and being rented out of their space uh, you know, hiked, you know, the rent out of their space. So mm-hmm. and I, I honestly don't know the full story of it. And I don't want to pull you into that story, but there are a lot of um, warning signs and tales now of, 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 of these people coming and buying buildings and being opportunistic about right. raising, you know, tripling, quadrupling rent because it's a hot spot now. Right. So, well, yeah. and people I that have been there working hard for all these yeah, years exactly. are just going to be put out wild because, you know, somebody found this quaint and cute and they want to move in and make mm-hmm. it the neighborhood. Yeah. Know? Well, and that's the thing, like gentrification is a conversation we need to be having and that a lot of people need an education on. And so for you guys as business owners to be mindful of that is really important and unusual. Right. But uh-huh. hopefully more and more people moving into that space are uh, right. aware of this. 
but yeah, that could be another show. Absolutely. And, and I want to kind of bring it back in. So the thing that, um, I find amazing and is it's hard and what you do is hard. You're, you're a mom, you have kids. Uh, by the way, in case you want to know that people that don't have kids love your mom post, I, I, I live for them daily because <laughs> yeah. they are so they're hilarious. I always assume. No, they're That's amazing. That's why I started like a whole separate page for the mom stuff because I was like, I God, follow people it. don't want my asshole mom stuff all day long. I don't even have kids and I and I follow that page. <laughs> so <laughs> it is really funny. But Jen and it's I were talking. Big Trouble blog if anybody wants to. Oh, yeah. say, say it again. Big Trouble blog. Because is, there's a blog associated with it, but that's the Facebook page. It is amazingly hilarious, even if you don't have kids and you just like great writing and uh, people that are honest about being at their wits end some days. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great blog. But we did talk, uh, Jen and I talk a lot about um, with women that come on the show about self-care. And so that was sort of, I would imagine you find yourself in a position of having very little time for what seemingly is self-care at being a wife, being a mom, owning this business that's growing, you know, like crazy before your eyes. So I kind of wanted to know what, what is self-care to you? What does it mean to you? I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I think the ideal self-care is exercise and eating right and drinking water and getting sleep and really, really taking care of yourself physically and mentally. Like all that stuff falls into place and you feel excellent. You doing, know, doing yoga by a waterfall. Yeah, <laughs> ideally. Or with goats. We That's have right, that right. down yeah. the road from my yoga. house. Have you tried it? No. I don't understand the pygmy goat on your back thing to enhance your yoga exp- experience or is it to enhance theirs? I, I think it's just no your idea. own goats and you say we goat and it's you thought I don't I don't I don't think it has anything to do with yoga. It's amazing. It I does think, look amazing. Yeah. They're cute. I mean <laughs> We huh. we anyway, we digress. So, my, I, I, my fault, sorry. So those are the ideal, but I think that the things that we go to, of course, because we're human, is like instant gratification. We go for the salty fatty cheese, we go for the wine, we go for the you know, like the, a lot, I know a lot of people that smoke dope, you know, just mm. things to kind of like tame the wild thoughts, you Take know, the just, edge yeah, mm-hmm. just make you feel like a little bit incrementally easier to be you in this moment, you know? Mm. Um, so, so for me, so I, I was working full time with two kids in this business and everything right up until this last year. And now I'm working very, very, very part time while I run the business mm-hmm. and spend a lot more time with my kids. And it's, so, so I had to kind of stop the like, if I'm not hustling so hard that it hurts, I'm not valuable to anybody. Mm. So letting myself just kind of like, oh, this is like sort of restful and I actually feel like better and I'm having some time to think. I'm having some time to myself. I'm having like to be okay with that, which sounds nuts because that's the dream, right? Mm. And, it, you know, but I had to like, the, the wheels were still going so fast that I had to like slow them down. So I mm. actually think that just kind of, I take... <laughs> I don't know. It's a huge luxury not to have to work, right? Mm. I mean, and I, and I acknowledge that. So that's not the solution. Everybody can't just quit their jobs and we, you know, but but it is easier to manage all the other things now and to do it with peace of mind, you know? Mm. So you now have two jobs instead of three. Yeah. And you're seeing a little rest in that. Right. But it, it, and it took but me I a minute to be like, okay you. with the rest. I feel right. a little guilt. I feel a little well, shame But I still that. hear you almost acting as though your other two jobs aren't jobs. I do that, right? So, so what's that all about? Anything that you do, I this is me. This is my own like self-negging constantly probably. But yeah, anything that I do efficiently, sufficiently well, you know, is like, pff, it must not be that hard, you know, mm-hmm. does everybody mm-hmm. else. And so, oh, yeah. and those things that either like I can't do or I see other people doing that I'm not doing, those are the things. Those are the like real achievements, you know? Yeah. 
But you said you're you're right. I mean, I'm definitely I'm running a business and taking care of like staff and all these customers. And I mean, I'm doing all that. We're we're growing. I'm I'm in the middle of all that, and and my kids (laughs) require a bit of attention, and I'm giving them that what they need, you know. And and that's a lot. Plus, I'm trying to write. Right. Right. But because I'm not working full time and I'm not getting a full time paycheck, that's real. That's been hard. You know, that's been yeah. like a crisis thing for me, mm-hmm. and I hate that. But you said something though, and you said that's the dream, but that might not be your dream. So it, it is the thing of like um, when we finally start getting quote unquote what we want, right? We put it in a one size fits all package. Yeah. And you said that a few times, and, and that's what's interesting is is like I should be content now. I should be yeah. happy, and mm-hmm. why yeah. am I not? Because that's not your dream. It's not your package. Well, and I think, too, to realize and to acknowledge the role that society's ideas play and how that impacts us. Because I remember when I first moved to China and I retired my business and I was just a stay-at-home wife in China. And that was horrible for me. Did it totally identity total total identity yeah. crisis and i was so well, isolation quick. too you didn't know anybody at first oh and... i got to know people and do things and i was living what we called then like the tai tai life which was like the wife life oh really oh yeah what is funny. the actual definition of tai tai um is it like it, fancy it's the lady? chinese word for wife oh okay tai-tai. okay so there's no judgment attached to it uh can be that way because <laughs> it sounds we, like there's a little edge to it we definitely made it that way in the foreign community in the expat it community. involves women of course there's judgment yeah <laughs> but just going through all of that yeah, like identity crisis is fraught yeah and then becoming a mom and having children and seeing that as a job i still have a difficult time with that i still feel right. the same way you feel in that because regard. of the lack of income you think yeah there's no like value stamped income, on it value and like all reviews and all the things that come mm-hmm. with like a, a normal job you don't right. you're kind of having to make your own mm-hmm. and then writing and podcasting and doing these things that you know don't have these very tangible stamps of a beginning right. and end and income uh, you know and you right. can't quantify it that is art in really general challenging is sort of seen as a, a yeah self-indulgence right i think we may have talked about this mm-hmm. a little bit last time you know like i yeah it's hard not to just think of this like frivolous thing that's wasting time but in fact it's it's the glue of society it's like mm-hmm. what it's what mm-hmm. we remember from each era it's what it's the significant beautiful like human differences you know but it is the thing publicly where it's viewed that not only can you not just do an art, you have to be really, really successful at it right. or you're garbage because yes. it is a waste of time. It's not bringing in yes. income. And so the I know for myself and other people, a lot of self-care is I do a lot of um, creative things that I'm bad at and I just really enjoy it. And when I say I'm bad at it, people go, no, no, don't say that. No, I'm actually really bad at it. Yeah. The fact that you're not going to ever be that. a certain, yeah. And I am bad at it. I'm a bad painter. Meaning if you look at technical definitions of how to paint, of composition, of understanding well how to draw, I suck at it. But it is really relaxing and I have a big ass stack of paintings in my basement that are really? total shit and I enjoy them. But it makes you feel ah, relaxed it's best. and, and it helps me write better and it helps yeah. me do other things. So so you've released yourself from that, like expectations on that. But no one else around me has because wow. anytime I say I'm bad at it, everyone goes, no, no, yeah. no, you're, you're, no, don't say that. And like, no, it's a good. I'm a great musician. I'm a terrible painter. <laughs> you know, like I'm awful. I think that like the, the way you define yourself 
is something that makes people very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think, that, yeah, passing judgment and, and it can be totally sound and you mm-hmm. can be completely comfortable with it. And you know, yeah. But I don't think a lot of people are. So I love this idea that you're actually pursuing something that you don't ever expect to become a master no. of. <laughs> and it, like perfectionism, I think holds so many people. It does. It really does. Bondage. So you Myself get this one included. thing. You get this like, so I got a degree in this, or I, I you know, I went down this path in life, so I do this one thing well. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when you could be expanding, you could be curious, you could be, you know, excited about new things. But like, those are terrifying things because I'm going to start as the rookie, and I don't want that. You know? Well, it's not only that, but I mean, I do a lot of, I still take a lot of college classes for different creative endeavors, and cool. like one out of five, I'm good at. Yeah. And so, but the the other four that I'm not, that I, that I don't pursue in any way, I'm never upset. I never leave like, well, that was a waste of eight weeks. I'm right. like, oh, that was cool. And I met a lot of nice people and I know I don't want to do that. Right. But other people will wow. say, other people feel bad for me for it. And they're like, oh, don't you feel like you wasted all that time and money? Like, it's really judgy. <laughs> and I'm like, no, because I know what I don't want. That's and, so and, healthy though. And, because... but, and life is about experiences. I want to experience yes. all these things. I don't want to think like, I wonder if I'd be really good at charcoal. Like a newsflash, awful. Try it. You know? but, but you so, tried it. So how did you come to this? Yeah. How are you so brave and wise? Yeah. Sonia? Like it's, how? It's not, I, I, I don't ever look at it as, as being brave and wise. I just look at it. I, this is a weird thing about me. And I mean that in a good way. It's a mutation of not giving a shit since birth. There are lots of things that I care about, overly care about. I care about my the way I look. I care about the way people perceive me in some ways. But I've never um, cared about failing in that way because it's never been failure to me. And I don't know why. No one's taught me that. I, I don't know where that came from, but I always feel like life is about experiencing things. And, and the experience doesn't always end the way that you want, but that's not failure. That's just life. But to, so that, so I think it's like a, a that's so liberating though. It's a change of perspective, I guess, of the way you look at things. Right. So so I I just don't I feel like you don't know what you don't know, so you have to try to know it. We're both over here, like okay, what is our thing that we know we would be horrible at, but we want to try? Try, I know. Mine is spoken word. Oh really? God. But that don't would be cool. any of you hold me to it, damn it. <laughs> I would feel like there's this whole community that I don't know that I should wedge myself into. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think you should. No, 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 no. For like, No, I think for you. Not me. <laughs> no. Like, oh, that's always been my thing. Huh. Like, so what has stopped you besides crippling fear from doing it? And being so white. Go on. <laughs> crippling fear. No, just a lack of belief and, and opportunity as well. You know, like I was always living abroad and I had a few opportunities mm-hmm. and did not take them. Um, but yeah, they have go around been? around the city constantly. Yeah, I was there's say, so much opportunity. To... I haven't. I need to. But if I do, then I might want to do it. Okay. Yeah. And we will be there supporting you and getting you drunk. Poetry and lyrics now. I have in the past. Yeah. But anyway, let's move on. So <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, actually, Sarah. It, yeah, what let's move on. Scary things should I? Do? I mean, so not even scary, but just something you want to do. Two out of three of the things I'm doing right now, the entrepreneur thing. And the writing thing, once you're achieved in it, once people have read your books, you're published, you're amazing, or once you have this business that was just a little kernel of an idea and now it's this whole big successful, people are like, that's the American dream. Mm. Meanwhile, and then, you know, in the, in the small early days in your small kitchen and your struggles and you're like, you got $37 in the checking account. Why is it always $37? Didn't we just get paid? You know, right. <laughs> like 
it, it's scary and it's hard and it probably will fail. It might fail. You know, like mm-hmm. you're, you're just there and everybody that succeeded was there too, you know, mm-hmm. oh, but yeah. we just like gloss over that. We don't want to think about that. We don't talk about that, you know? So I'm already doing those scary things, I guess. Yeah. Um, but what, anything like creative that's just for you. Yeah, that you know you'd be bad I mean, at. so I'm like 60,000 words into writing a book. Is that what you mean? Or you think it's something no, that I've never tried before? because you're good at writing. Yeah, but something you never to, tried like, before. It. Okay, something I've never... Uh, like, okay, when I go painting with a twist or something, yeah. I always like inject Loch Ness Monster into my beautiful bridge scene because I know it's just an atrocity anyway, you know? So to actually try at, you know, some physical form of art, like that would be scary. That would be like going out on a, you know. So for real taking like a, a an art painting class, a mixed yeah. medium class, that would be hard for you. Yeah, I think so. Um, standing up in front of people and, and, and telling your own story. Like I've done a lot mm-hmm. of theater where I'm, you know, doing somebody else's script, right? totally different than doing either stand up or spoken word or something where mm-hmm. you're you know especially if it's revealing so i've done i've done that a little tiny bit in like uh, storytelling kind of formats and it's so much scarier because yeah. it's your story about you you wrote